Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. First (laughs) South Asian girl to ever go on Love Island. Did you go on to Love Island to actually find love? Your dad was a stripper. My dad was, yeah. And your mum, from what I've read, took the topless photos of you you to send to, to send away to my agency. I think I came home from my cousin, um, my cousins, and, and my mum was like, "Right, you're doing it." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Like, take the photos." Like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, your mum taking the photos." I'm like, "She gave birth to me." So I done topless modelling. Okay. People probably can't fathom or understand why, but I just I loved it, and I think I was way too young. So I was I already knew that this was going to come out. Only fans. The big massive taboo of everyone's lives. If a woman wants to show off her body, there should be no, absolutely no reason why, like, do you know what I mean? She can't. Is it empowerment or is it ego? I'm gonna like let you know a wee secret here. My mum was fuming that I shut down my OnlyFans. My mum was like, to go on the show. My mum was not happy about it. Shannon okay. Singh. Hello. <laughs> First South Asian girl to ever go on Love Island. Yeah. You're only in there for two days. Oh, darling, it literally speaks for itself. Tell me about your experience. Um, I think for me, it's kind of like people, especially when I first came out, like I actually feel like the way that I dealt with it was really gracious. Even now I feel like I'm really gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think anyone will understand because like it's never really happened to anyone before. People were outraged. Babe, I done I done like three weeks basically on my own in isolation. I didn't have a phone. Like, a lot of the islanders, like Lucinda, people like that, uh-huh. when they were in the isolation like we were, they had their phones and things like that, at least for, like, 10 a week. I had no phone. Um, and there was a lot. Like, it was a really big build-up mm-hmm. just for that. And I, I don't know why it happened. I don't think I deserved it. I thought it was really unnecessary. Um, and I've got a lot of emotions that I'm even still dealing with now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I signed up for it. It happened. Okay. But I think... Like, yeah, it's hard to speak about it because I'm still, like, I, it's, I get treated as if I was on that show for, like, even a week. Like, a week in there is, like, a month. Like, the time that you do get in the mm-hmm. show, even though I only had, like, two and a half days. Why? I still can't believe it. <laughs> two and a half days. Okay. The days in the villa did still feel really long. Like, you meet Why? people. You feel like you bond with them really quickly. But I think I didn't get the full experience. Mm-hmm. And... Like, my life has changed, obviously, because of it. 
But it's like, it's like you're stuck in limbo. It's like a hard, mentally it's like quite weird to deal with because I didn't really get to experience the show, but I still get treated as if I was. Like if you think about it, mm-hmm. I came out and I was, pro- I think I was the first one out for like a good solid like week or two. Right. And then I had to watch the whole show, which I, which was fine. And then the aftermath of it, like the reunion and we yeah. all couldn't know how that went. I was fuming. Um, seen, but I think I'm entitled. I think I'm entitled to feel how I feel. Like, okay. and I don't have any ill will to them. Like, it is what it is. It made uh-huh. good TV. It got everyone talking. Yeah. But it done it at the expense of me feeling embarrassed and like my experience getting cut short. And I just don't. I didn't understand why. Does that make sense? I have two questions for you. So you're saying that you you're still treated as if you were on the show for months or weeks. Yeah. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I think for me, it's very strange. Okay. Like, if you were to ask me right now, if I know what I know now, would I would I do the show again? Uh-huh. And I would say no. And that's really? my honest experience. Okay, why? Because for me, it just felt like the biggest, like, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that's happened after it. Okay. And that is me genuinely. Like, I genuinely, I genuinely am grateful. But I think there's just so many different emotions. And it's a lot to deal with, like, just... Like one little, like I'm only wee. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just, and it's like it's just the weirdest thing. It's the only way I can explain it is like being stuck in limbo. How old but are you? Twenty three. You're twenty three. I'm twenty three. Oh, and how old are you when on the show? I was twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Oh my god! Sorry, I just feel really old there. I thought you were twenty two. So I'm twenty four in July. So you're t- oh, what date? Seventh. Sixteenth. Are you, babe? I'm a cancer. So you're twenty two when you went go on the show. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with all that press and all these comments and all of these people having an opinion of you? And I think that's what's weird is because because it was so like in and out, like when I'd done the isolation for like two and a bit weeks and then I, we went on the show, we were finally filming, it was great. Mm-hmm. And then I get told I'm dumped. I went back into that isolation for like five, six days. Again, no phone, nothing. I couldn't speak to my family because you have to wait until the episodes air. So I couldn't, I couldn't speak to anyone. I was out basically on my own. I had like a chaperone, lovely. I don't really know them. <laughs> um, and it was a lot. And then by the time I spoke to my mum and dad, I was like, I was mortified. I was absolutely mortified. And then, and then I kind of thought, you know what? I seen the response of the public, and it was great. Um, and I'm, I'm like really grateful. Like even now, like I still don't know how people remember me, but mm-hmm, I think it's probably mm-hmm. just because. It was, like, was the way that it happened. Right. Um, but the press, obviously, before I went on the show, um, I did get told was awful because, obviously, I'm a glamour model and I'm Asian mm-hmm. and all this, da 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 and people think what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think people actually, once I got on the show, they seen me for the whole of two minutes, but then all the stuff that I'd done after it, right. I think it actually gave them a different perspective. Like, oh, Absolutely. actually, she did have OnlyFans, but she's nice. And she was a glamour model, but she's nice. But I think that's what I'm grateful for, is that it gave me the opportunity for other people to actually take me at face value than right. just making, like, is it misconceptions? Yeah. Pre-consumptions or whatever, you, however mm-hmm. you say it. Yeah. Um, and that well, that's what's really nice because when I when I went on the show, like my insights on my Instagram, I had like such a high male following. It was like ninety six percent male, four oh percent women. God, seriously. no way! And then I came off, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I had all these women that were just like really supportive, like backed me, and it was like the most. That's probably the one of the most things that I'm grateful for is that I built such a great, strong female audience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And even now, like, that's great. So <laughs> I feel like I want to touch on what you said about the response being mixed. Mm -hmm. So very mixed, very mixed. But before before we get onto that, did you go on to Love Island to actually find love? Um, do you know what? Like, I think I think even Molly may answered this. Everyone know knows by now what Love Island is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, da, da, da. <laughs> I was open to it, right? But. I wouldn't say that, no, I was like going on to hopefully like meet the love of my life and did it like, I'm not going to sit and like real shit am I, but mm -hmm. like I was definitely open to it. Right. And I think that's what really hurt me is that like I didn't even get the chance. To prove yourself. To prove it, to even to prove anything. Like I, I literally didn't, I didn't get a chance to do anything. And even in the three episodes that I was in, mm -hmm. the amount of shit that was cut, like that's even more. Like so people were like, Oh, she's boring, she's this, she's that. I'm like, you literally didn't see half of oh, the stuff that was even like my experience in there, even though it was three days. What's really interesting is um, as an Indian girl, tradition is a huge part of our culture. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that girls who deviate away from that traditional element are criticized. Oh, 100%. And I think you really felt the wrath of that in so many elements. <laughs> so I remember watching uh, an interview actually that you spoke about and you said, people are asking you why your name is Singh. Yeah, all the time. I get like, I think I'm really grateful because like I've spoken about it so many times, but my family are not the traditional Indian family. Mm -hmm. Like me and my brother haven't been brought up like that. There's people in my family that are, you know, okay. what, you know what Indian families are like. So you get the ones that are prim and proper, you get the ones that do everything by the book, you get ones that go their own separate path and live their life how they want to live it regardless of what the religion says, their family Absolutely. say. Um, and that was kind of the route that my dad took. So me and Brandon never had a traditional Indian bring upbringing, but I'm still very in tune with it. Like I love, right. I love being half Indian, but uh -huh. I just don't understand why I can't be half Indian and then all the other things that I want to be. So if I want to be a glamour model, why can't I do that? And if I want to be mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z, why can't I do that? Because People don't realise, when I was younger, I, I always dreamed about being a pastry girl. Like, right. people might find that weird. They might okay. find it to be whatever they want to be. Yeah. But I always dreamed of being a pastry girl. I thought right. it was great. Um, and then I've done it. What we've done in society is put people in blocks. Yeah. And we've narrowed people's opinions and people's identities. And we've said, okay, if you're Indian, and I've actually heard this from a lot of my friends who are models, you know, they feel like as an Indian girl, they can't, they're not put forward for these sexy campaigns. Because they just, because they, I think Absolutely. that you can't be, and that's why like, when I came off the show, instead of taking like fast fashion deals and doing all this stuff, like I declined a lot of stuff. Right. I was too busy and happily and proudly talking about Asian visibility, doing loads of interviews, trying to get people to understand that I do think my experience on Love Island was cut short due right. to being South Asian. Okay. Like, I think if you look at all the, if you look at all the demographs of Love Island, mm -hmm. And quite a lot, it's not just Love Island, there's a lot of TV. There's really not that much Asian representation at all. There's not. And it's like they just do it just to tick boxes. And I've always said that. Right. Even when I used to model and I used to do like e-com and I used to do other bits of modeling, like being mixed race, I find is a trend. I've always said that I think being mixed race is in. A lot of brands are using mixed race people. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it's almost like a weird aesthetic now. Do you, okay. get, do you understand what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at all the people in Love Island from the whole casts, right. a lot of people that were from 
different mixed backgrounds, their journeys seem to always not be that very great and always kind of seem to be cut short. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt like when I when I got dubbed, it was like, right, bring in the next South Asian girl. Right. And then when she went, oh, bring in the next one, it was like mm-hmm. they had them at the ready. Like They asked me to be on it once. You did they? I don't know. <laughs> did you say no? <laughs> they DM me two years in a row. I've been like, I can't do it. I just, I, think- I absolutely think that you have to be, and I think people miss this, it, you have to be very brave to go on You do, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have, have to, to be, be open. And you have to be open to the whole world criticizing you, because they yeah. will. And what's, I want to go back to your childhood, actually. So your dad was a stripper. My dad was, yeah. And your mum, from what I've read, took the topless photos of you for you to send to- To send away to my agency. Right, that is, I think a lot of people hearing this will be like, I have never encountered an Indian family like that because yeah. I think it's rare. The reason I'm doing this podcast with you is really and truly to understand how everyone's lives are different. Yeah. There is not one route for a South Asian person. I will though say a lot of the experiences I face or a lot of experiences South Asians face because our parents migrated from uh, Africa and so generally the experiences are very similar. But what I want to do here is shed light on experiences that aren't They're completely different. Like... My dad, like, my Indian family is huge. Right. So, Bibi brought up my dad. Mm-hmm. So, my dad doesn't really speak to his mum. Okay. You know what Indian families are yep. like. There's loads of crazy Drama. stuff. <laughs> so, Bibi brought up my dad along with 13 others. So, I've got so I've got a huge oh Indian family. Okay. And I think this is what people think. People, I've heard comments like, she's not really Indian. And I'm like, I am very much Indian, thank you very much. Uh-huh. But I think my dad, like, I've got a really close relationship with my dad. Um, and even a lot of my family from Birmingham are not strict, traditional. traditional. They're not traditional. And Bibby welcomed everyone with, with open arms. I mean, I've got one set of full Indian cousins out of the 13 aunties and uncles. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are all mixed race. Um, got it. And I think, like, even saying that, like, a lot of people will be like... <gasps> what do you mean? Like, you've only got one set of full Indian cousins. And I'm like, but that's how our family is. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just the way that we are. And when my mum, like, growing up, my mum's from Scotland. She's yeah. from Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum and dad met when... Mum and dad have been together for 30-odd years. Um, and my mum and my dad have got an amazing relationship. Yeah. And when I said to my mum that I wanted to do modelling... Mm-hmm. My mum was like, like, go for it. And I had just came out of a relationship of like four years um, and I wasn't happy in that relationship and I was young. But the weird thing about me is that I feel like I've always kind of been like really wise before my, do you get what I mean? Wise before my time. Like, I feel like even now I'm the same as what I was when I was like 15 and people are probably like, what do you mean? But I actually really haven't changed that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mum was like, you're going to do it. So like, I think I came home from my cousin, um, my cousins and... Um, I'd been out and my mum was like, right, you're doing it. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like take the photos. Because like, we'd sat and looked at agencies. Right. Um, and I was like, no, like not today. Like just leave it. She's like, you're doing it. Like, and she was like, I'll take the photos for you. And everyone's like, oh my God, your mum taking the photos. I'm like, she gave birth to me. Like mm. I am from my mum and my dad. Yes. Um, so my mum decided to take the photos for me. We sat down and we sent them. And then at 11 minutes back, I got an email back from the agency. And then that's... How my journey began, began, began. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about glam modeling, being a glam model. What what does that mean? Um. So I done topless modeling. Okay. People probably can't fathom or understand why, but okay. I just I loved it. And like, there's obviously a lot of stuff that comes bad with that 
industry, okay. like any industry, the modeling industry in general, there's mm -hmm. there's good, there's bad. Um, I do think if I look back, I was way too young. Okay. Way too young. Um, Why'd you say that? I just think, you could, my mum and dad have always let me make my own choices and that's one of the reasons why I've got such a great relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I am 18, like I was 18, I'm not 18, I wish. <laughs> um, but you know, I was 18, old enough to make my decisions right. and that was the route that I wanted to go down. That doesn't mean that's the right route and I'm not saying it's wrong, mm -hmm. but I just look back at like the photos, the content and I'm like, I was so young. Like, right. I feel like I'm a completely different person now. <laughs> I don't know, it's Did weird. You, feel, you say that your family aren't traditional. Uh, did you feel any judgment from them? Like how I feel that the South Asian community that you said has judged you a lot yeah. for those photos and for I mean, decisions. I remember my dad was speaking to my Uncle Carl and like a, a few of them and I think a few of them had something to say. Right. Um, but when I seen them, they didn't, they didn't treat me any different. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, let's not speak to Shannon because she's da da da. Mm -hmm. um, and then even like now, a few of them have told me that they're proud of me. Like I think, I think it's... Um, I think it's a weird one because people just see glamour model as like glamour modeling is just using your body to do X, Y, and Z. And fair enough, it is. But at the same time, it also can be art. Like I've made beautiful content. Like right. it depends. And I've also done awful content. I'm not going to sit and say <laughs> like it's both ends of the spectrum. But I think I was way too young. Um, and then it's like you think like, how can I describe this? So like you think one shoot, if you do something, then you know, it'll lead to more. And like, I remember Playboy came to me mm -hmm. when I was 19, I think, offered me great money, um, but they wanted me to do full nude. And I was like, under no circumstances. Right. So you obviously get different types of modeling. I was always just topless and implied, which means boobs, for those listening that don't know, but it's boobs. And I never ever showed my Okay. My, my little lady. Um, and that was the boundaries that I set. Okay, so those are your boundaries. They, they okay. were my boundaries. Um, and then obviously you get photographers that try and exploit that and you do other stuff. Like if we're if we're gonna be really real, when I went in the villa, now my family, I, my, my family, everyone knew, like um, I've set them up for anything that could come out. Cause okay. you have to do that, especially when you're on when you're on the main lineup. Mm -hmm. You know, you get prepped by the, the press team at ITV and and all that. And um a lot of people made the assumption when I got dumped that it was due to my OnlyFans. Everyone on the, the show knew about my OnlyFans, the producers, even when I was going through the casting process, yeah. they pulled up things that they think that I should take down because they Quite. think it can be misconstrued wrong. So there was this whole, and I've never really spoke about it because I'm like, I just let people, at this rate, I honestly let people just believe what they want to believe because mm -hmm. I just can't be bothered. Um, but they basically, that was what happened. And I said to my mum and dad, like, this is X, Y, and Z. So I was, I already knew that this was going to come out and it did, it came out front, front news everywhere. And I'd done a shoot when I was 19 um, and there was a slip. And I think this is what people don't realise is because I had OnlyFans for years. Right. Never had any of that. There was never anything that was leaked of me because I knew that that would never happen because I'd never done it. Okay. Um, but I remember I did do this one shoot and there's a slippage, okay. which is quite common. And right. most people do take it out and blah, blah. Um, but the owner of this company that I shot for, he lived in Dubai. Um, and even before, well before Love Island, I tried to get a lawyer to try and get them to take it down, remove it. Um, but as soon as you sign, they rights away, they're gone. And sometimes you give powerful men 
Yeah. Uh, uh, and they take a mile. So they obviously knew that that was something that I didn't do. Right. Um, and then they used it to their advantage and made lots of money off it. And that's fine. And that was the only one instance. But I think people probably can't understand it because they're like, well, you just get your boobs out or so whatever. But when you do set boundaries, uh-huh. like to have that done, like it's anything, really it's awful. It's hard because it's the one thing that I tried to protect of myself and for okay. my own reasons because for me that then takes that into the adult industry and if I wanted to be in the adult industry I would you be in the adult, been, a, an adult yeah. industry and I never wanted to do that I always wanted to be glamour okay um so that was really hard the sun were front news of it everyone was front news of it Sunday sport everywhere um how did you deal with that I was in the villa, so I didn't obviously know, but for my family, I was like, I knew it was going to happen. Okay. Doesn't really make it any easier, you know, like my mum and dad fully supported my career 100%. Yeah. But my dad wasn't interested in looking at any of the content that I was doing. People were chapping on my dad, mum and dad's door, taking photos of them. Like there was photos of my dad that like a journalist took at the front door and just like then printed it on the papers and we laugh about it now because he's here or something. <laughs> I have to get that photo. Bless him. <laughs> um, but it's really hard because then it's like you're already being judged for something that people already probably don't like. Mm-hmm. And then they probably just see you as like someone. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Why is there such a taboo around glamour models, though? I have no idea, because back in the day, they used to be superstars. You look at Samantha Fox, you look at all of them. Um, like, and I always say it, it's double standards in every industry. Okay. Like, Margot Robbie, she's beautiful. Wolf of Wall Street, was, I would say, is the film that blew her up. Yeah. She's planted around that film naked. Like, let's not beat mm-hmm. around the bush, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's probably what's the hardest part, is it's like, I just done little... PhD glamour modeling, um, and, and I'm proud of it, it. and right? I am really proud of it. Okay. I just think I was a bit young, really you young. young. Yeah, yeah. If I had it my own way, I would say not to do glamour modeling at least to you. If I if I had to give any, there's not really a glamour model industry anyway. Pagey's non topless now, um, and all the lab mags and stuff are gone, aren't they? But mm-hmm. if I if anyone did want to get into, it, I would always just say like, always know your rights. Model releases, make sure that you really, really read through them. Okay. Because um, as soon as you sign that bit of paper, the content's gone. It's not yours. It's not yours. Um, even if they are nice enough to cut out the bits out of it that you don't like and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think 21 would just be a good age. Because I feel like when you're 21, you're more certain of yourself. Absolutely. Like even now, like I look at this tattoo that I've got on my left hand. I absolutely hate it. Like, and I'm like, if I could go back, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have I done that. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have done glam modeling. I would 100. I would still do it. Okay. There's just certain shoots that I wouldn't have done. But why do you want to do it so much? A lot of people would ask, why do you want to show yourself so publicly? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, I just think. I just, I've always just loved it, and I just don't understand like the taboo around it. Like everyone knows. What? Like, just the whole glamour industry. Okay. I think for me, actually, a good point to make is that because I am small, if people don't okay. realise I'm five foot three, <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm tiny. So that was kind of almost like my stepping stone into modelling. modelling. Got it. Um, and because I do, I do and I, I did back then, my boobs back then were even better. Okay. Um, but I did have amazing natural boobs. Right. That was almost my way in. And it's like, once you get a way in, it's a lot easier to navigate. Okay. Um, and I just, I love, like, I see women doing sexy photo shoots, like being empowered. I just like love it. I don't even know what it is about it. But that so- for me, that was my way in. Some people would say, is it empowerment 
or is it ego? I would say empowerment. Okay. I think women are, especially being Indian, and I say it all the time, but women are fed into them that, like, being sexy isn't normal or... Like, well, if you're you taught do... to be shy, and like, you know, I got so many comments back from so many people being like, What you're saying on my last podcast? And they were like, This is so outdated. And they were all men. Yeah. And I was like, Of course, as a man, man you're, you're gonna, gonna say, say it's outdated. You And I got like hundreds of messages from women being like, Thank you so much for talking about this because I still feel this issue right now. Like, I'm I 50. Don't, I don't understand it. And the thing with glamour modeling as well, like, the human body, if you think about it, it's the most basic thing that you've got. You're born with it. Mm -hmm. If you can create with that, right? like, why not? Like, I think in the UK especially, like, you know I do a lot of travelling. Yep. Um, I feel like the mindset here, like, even compared to Amsterdam, like, if you look at Amsterdam, the sex industry and, like, all that is such a big part of their the daily lives and their mm -hmm. culture. Um, I just feel like people just are so, I don't know, it's, I don't want to like go and like put anyone in a category, but I just think people mm. always think a little bit backwards when it comes to these things. And I'm like, if a woman wants to show off her body, there should be no, absolutely no reason why, like, do you know what I mean? She can. I always think it's, it's so funny that the people who criticize love it the most, like Kylie Jenner, but this is what the I photos mean. she uploads, and then the, the guys are like, oh my God, she's so fit. She's so amazing. And then it's like, what if your wife is doing that? Your girlfriend is doing that? Like, it's disgusting. It's like, it. I, I, I don't get it. Like you either, you don't like it or you do like it. It's even like Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like everyone mm -hmm. loves the books. Everyone loves the movie. And it's like, if I shot that, yep. people would probably Thank have you. so much to say about it. But you'll sit and watch it and you'll pay to watch it in the cinema and you'll read the books and... And that's, I think, one of the reasons why I am so loud and proud about my glamour modeling is just because I'm just, I look at people and I'm just like, the hypocrisy that you're uh -huh. actually like feeding into this universe right now is crazy because... Well, there's loads, of, there's loads of hypocritical things. I say this all the time, this is completely irrelevant, but within an Indian culture, we are not meant to eat beef. Yeah. Because cows are the holy animal. Yeah. And uh, every Indian woman I know in my community... Eats beef. Has a leather bag. Oh, leather bag, there leather you bag. go. And they buy a new one, like a new designer bag. It's the same principle. And it's the same principle. And when I say that, people are like, oh, but that's disgusting. And, you know, I think women are, are judged so much more for eating meat than yeah. men. They 100% are. I think women in general are judged for anything more than men. But I always say this, like this one woman in our community said, well, I would never eat beef. I would rather die than eat beef. And I was like, but you're carrying a Gucci bag, hon. Yeah, what do you think it's made from? Like, you're carrying, you're literally carrying a Gucci but, leather bag. And the we've created these barriers and we've created this hypocrisy. So, you know, I, I think this is the, the next question I really want to ask you. Only fans. Yeah. The big massive taboo of everyone's lives, but probably half it. the people that <laughs> slate it sign up to even just to be nosy, do you know what I mean? Okay, so tell me what is OnlyFans? Okay. I think there's confusion around what it actually yeah, is. Yeah, because it's huge. OnlyFans is a subscription based platform. YouTube's also the same. Um Instagram's offer oh, I think Instagram's got an update now that's like offering like subscriptions. Really? Um, so think about it. It's a place where creatives uh -huh. um, can post whatever they want and monetize off it. Okay. So you have people that are on mute like in the music industry that upload on OnlyFans. You've got PTs that offer their PT in on OnlyFans. 
you've got a lot of what everyone knows, sex work on OnlyFans. And then for me, the reason why I fell into OnlyFans was, so as a lot of people know, the glamour industry is completely gone, lad mags are gone, okay. page three's gone. Um, so I fell into the glamour industry probably at the wrong time. Right. Uh, but I still got a little bit of the experience. Um, but there was this new site, because I've had it since 2000. I shut it down for Love Island, and we'll get okay. into that later. Yeah. Um, but I basically was told by everyone, like, look, the industry is kind of flopping out. My agency at the time, who were girl management, um, and then I, I was with IMM. A lot of people probably know IMM, but mm -hmm. they've got a lot of glamour models as well. Um, but they were like, look, you could have your own website. Um, and it was a 30% commission or something. It was quite high. Um, but high. it's like you do your photos. It's how you would shoot for a magazine. You do it on your own and you do it for you. And if people are a fan and they follow you, then they sign up for the content. Isn't it basically like Instagram where I'm loading my photos, except if people my, want to sign yeah. up and pay pay for it, then they pay for this it. This is what we're going to get into now. My OnlyFans now is completely non-explicit at all. I'll show okay. you my OnlyFans after okay. this, actually. Okay. Um, and I make way more now even than I did back then. So this is what I'm right. trying to show people. But I, when I was doing my topless modelling, um, a photographer that I know called Gavin Glee, who's amazing, I love Gav, he says to me, there's this new site, it's called OnlyFans. Um, I know a few photographers and people that are trying to get started with it, but they only take 20%. Okay. And you deal with it on your own. So I was like, okay, right. I'm going to go make my OnlyFans. And that's yes. what I'd done. And then I had it up until I went on Love, Love Island. Island. Um, and I used to do professional content, self-shot content, um, and... That was how I made my money. But then people don't realise I also done e-commerce modelling for a lot of big brands and campaigns. And um, and that's what I mean about glam modelling being my way in. That yeah. was my way in and it opened me up to a lot of other doors. Um, and even brands now, like some of them make me laugh because there's huge celebrities and other people that have OnlyFans, but it's fine for them to have it. But it's not okay for smaller creatives to have it. So... Well, Even, I, first of all, I think people don't understand how long it takes to create content, by the way. Yeah, a lot of oh my God. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't realise that it's not easy and people think like, oh, just there's people on it that are just getting their X, Y, and Z out and making money. And if they are doing that, good on them. They're supporting their families, they're doing whatever they want and they're not harming anyone. This, this is, is what annoys point. me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but for me, even before I went on Love Island, um, I went with a network agency and I completely changed my OnlyFans from topless to non-topless. And that was my decision because I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of getting bored of the topless. I want to kind of change my look. I want to change it up a little bit. And that was the decision that I took. Um, okay. That wasn't even for me going on the show. That was just, I was like, do you know what? There's there's a lot of money to be made on this site. Okay. And I don't necessarily have to do topless anymore. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try it this way. So um, topless was your way of getting in. Yeah. But you also said that it's something that you love. So did you kind of lose that love? Or was it almost like, I, I want to start doing I think if things. I'm being completely honest, it's trying to fit and what people want you to be. You know, a lot of people really don't like it. And, okay. um you know, I want to I wanna be a presenter, I want to do all these things, and if I have to give up something that I love, which is topless modelling, yeah. um, then I'm going to have to try and do that, even though I don't want to. Even now, I'm going to be completely honest, like, on my OnlyFans now, um, that when I'm shooting my content, because what I do is I go to, like, I get a location, I get the yeah. photographers, we shoot, and a lot of it's sexy lingerie. I'm not going to say it's PG content, because it actually is PG content, so I am going to say that. <laughs> but what I mean is that it's not sexy. Okay. Like, I've got loads of sexy photo sets on there. 
Um, but it's completely non-explicit, which means not topless. Okay. So it's basically like photos that I would post on Instagram. I monetize on it. Um, basically what 90% of celebrities do. There's actually people on Instagram that post stuff that if they made an OnlyFans, they would make so much money off of. I say it all the time. I actually agree with you on that. Because I think I there's all so the many girls that do it. But... They're so afraid because then they'll be labelled as someone who has an OnlyFans. Exactly. And also they're monetising on their body. Why is that such a taboo? I just don't understand it. But I think um, going on the show, like I, I stopped it. And then all the other, I knew it was all going to come out anyway. And then we got to, we got to like October. And my mum, I'm going to like let you in a wee secret here. My mum was fuming that I shut down my OnlyFans. My mum was like, to go on the show. My mum was not happy about it. But I'd done it to try and let people kind of like see me for me and just not make preconceptions and okay. and all that good stuff. Um, and you my mum was fuming. She was like, why was she so angry? Because she was like, because it's who I am. My mum was like, why are you... Changing My mum's very are. strong on like... Just being who you are. My mum's an 80, so my mum's just fire. <laughs> um, and my mum was like, "Why are you? Why are you shutting it down?" Like, okay. and I agree with her. Like, if I could go back, I probably. I wish I just kept it open. My bank would have been laughing. I would have been laughing, but mm-hmm. I don't regret it because it did. It did give people a chance to actually see me for who I am. Um, but I've got it back again, and I love it. And I'm not. I'm not changing that at all. You're doing a lot of campaigns for OnlyFans, aren't you? Yeah. Tell me about them. So the brand, well, the whole of OnlyFans as a whole has been bought over by a woman, okay. and I'm pretty sure she's Asian. No way. I'm gonna, don't quote me on that, but I'm going to, I'll, get I'll text, um, <laughs> I'll text Dom just now and figure out um, once we finish and I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been bought over by a woman, which I love um, completely. So Tim and Tom have kind of okay. gave, given the reins over. They want to change it in a different direction. OnlyFans is really keen to move away from this like stigma that yeah. they've got, and if people are, and people in brands, even brands like came on board and worked and done loads of stuff, like the whole potential of it could be crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've signed with a network, Glow Project. Dom okay. owned Gleam, which was a huge agency in London. They right. dealt with like Zoella. So Dom's yeah. taken a hit on. Even he speaks about it. He's, he's taken like a hit on his reputation. Okay. To try and get people to understand this whole like OnlyFans like plaver, but I've basically done like a mini TV show, which is great. Okay. You guys are going to see. Um, oh, yeah, that's where you were filming. It's last not. Week. I was on the farm. Yeah, it's not for OnlyFans. It's for OnlyFans TV, which okay. they do podcasts and things like that. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm just like, do you know what? I'm not being quiet about it anymore. Like every time I speak about it, I lose followers. Yeah. I speak about this all the time as well. Um, I think you should speak about though. Think I think loads of people will criticize me for interviewing you today. What do you think? A hundred percent. Because they'll be like, "Why are you? Why do you? Why are you promoting OnlyFans?" I think, I, I you know, my job is to really understand different perspectives. That's yeah. why I'm doing this is to have a different perspective. You've changed my perspective on OnlyFans. I think it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. No, but you've changed my perspective. And I watched a movie last week. It was an Indian movie, and it was about the prostitution in Mumbai. It's literally about this woman who was a prostitute in Mumbai. And then she basically starts fighting. She didn't want to be one. She was forced into it. Yes, yeah, so anyway, we will have then, to make ends meet. Well, she was forced into it by her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Classic Indian drama. But anyway, she then becomes like the lead woman. And she's then fighting for the rights of these prostitutes. And she's saying, why don't we have the right to education? Why don't we have the right to go to a cinema and not be whistle? Wh- Prostitution is the oldest job in the world. That's what she said in the movie. Prostitution <laughs> is the oldest and first job in the world. People can think what they want of it. 
My perspective is that men put a stop on it and made it illegal, uh -huh. like a lot of things are, uh -huh. so that they are in control. And I will always think that women should rule the world. That's my <laughs> stance on it. She literally said that in the movie. And she said, if our business wasn't intact, your families would fall apart. Oh. Rape would happen. People would cheat on each other all the time. She was like, we keep people together. And she was like, we don't judge you whether you're fat, ugly, anything, whatever. So why do you judge us? And she was like, we have one rate for if you're rich, poor, whatever. There's one rate. I and just she was don't... like, we don't judge you. So why do you judge us? And you know, I found that movie so like inspirational because I thought, I never thought about it Changes like Changes perspective. Exactly. Um, people don't realize that. Prostitution is the oldest job in the world. Like. People can take that for what it is, but that is how women started making their money. Mm -hmm. And then it was stopped, it was made illegal. Well, obviously here it's illegal. Is yeah. it illegal here actually? I think so. It is. I think so. Um, and then, you know, people people can say what they want, but OnlyFans has changed my life. Okay. Um, it's given me the freedom to be financially free. Mm -hmm. um, I make money off Instagram. I make money off of Twitch. What about Twitch? Um, Twitch um, is basically like YouTube, but okay. it's like a live streaming site where you game, you do loads of different things. Uh -huh. And I don't like being just put in one category. Yes, I do okay. OnlyFans and I do Glamour, whatever. Like people can make whatever judgments of me or whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but I'm a huge girl gamer. I play Call of Duty, I have since I was younger. Okay. Um, and that's what I do. And it's it comes at the top with the whole like presenting thing. Like I love speaking to people, I love podcasts, I love doing mm -hmm. everything. Um, even though I love being sexy in front of a camera and creating content and both. doing whatever, like I can do both. Um, so my Twitch is like my own little platform. And for me, it was also like when you come off Love Island, like a show on Love Island, you get put into like a category, well, is she gonna do what everyone else does and get an eye saw at first or play a little yeah. thing? Um, and I turned down a lot of stuff, um, and I don't mean that to blow smoke up my own arse, it's just to get people to understand that if I wanted the, the fashion deals and things like that, they were there, but I just chose, and I made that decision with my manager at the time, to not do them because- Why? I didn't, because I feel like everyone does it. Like, even if, even if nobody remembers me in a year or whatever, like, I wanna make my own route and I wanna do my own thing. Okay. Um, and I don't wanna just do the same thing that everyone else does. And for me, coming off Love Island, Twitch was like my little niche. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I think Ian, I love Ian, um, Ian Sterling. Oh my God, his I love voice him. I met him a couple of weeks ago. Um, I see Laura and stuff a lot too, because mm -hmm. we've got a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. Um, so like I seen them at the Brits after party. Um, and I spoke to Ian and Ian's amazing, but even Ian was like, you've got Twitch. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just my little safe space. I game, I do live streaming on it, just like get ready with me. It's, it's almost like a YouTube bit in real time. Okay. Um, and I, I love it. Like for me, Instagram's really dying out. I fell completely out of love with it. People are saying um, that a lot. I really, honestly, I've really lost my buzz with Instagram. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's like a really great place for anyone's mind, let alone like anything else. I think social media, I spoke about it so much when I came off the show also. I think social media can be really, really damaging. Like. It's this false perspective that people put on life and like, mm -hmm. I drive this car and I've got this bag and I do this and I do that. And it's like, I think people actually just forget to just try and be happy. And be themselves. Um, and I think when I came off Love Island, I was really unhappy. Like I wasn't in a great place mentally and I didn't really speak about it because I didn't really like feel the need to. That's got nothing to do with the show. Well, obviously it does in my experience. But a lot of people say that. Why is your mental health so affected? After I think because it's such a whirlwind, like, and, you can never really be prepared for the show. Like when you when you go on the show and just say I did do the full 10 weeks, 
you're in such an isolated bubble. Mm -hmm. People don't realise this. Like, it's such an isolated thing that when you come out and then it's just boom in your face, it's a lot. And, like, mm -hmm. I had a following before I even went on the show. Like, there was... I, I, I thought I was going to be, like, a lot more prepared than I was. Okay. Um, but I think, like, I was obviously gutted that things didn't go... I'm not going to lie to anyone. I was yeah. gutted the way that things didn't go, that the way that... It wasn't even the way that they were supposed to. I just think I just got completely robbed on, like of an opportunity. Okay. Um, and, like, it's hard. And then people think... For me, I think people were, like, expected me to be, like, so happy. And mm -hmm. um, just, like... I think people thought I, it was, I was going to be a certain way, but I was really sad. Like, yeah. And I pretended in a lot of interviews... I didn't want to speak bad about ITV. I still never will speak bad yes. about ITV. Like... Um, like it's 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 not a look that I want to have. Like, yeah. and I did kind of just bite like my tongue and just kind of got on with it and was quite gracious in every interview that I'd done and mm -hmm. spoke highly of it. Um, just because I'm like, do you know what? Like, putting all that negative energy out there, it's not going to really do me any good. It's not no. good for anyone. But I bottled it up. Okay. Um, and I lost my confidence. I lost a lot of my confidence. Mm -hmm. I feel like I completely lost who I was. Even now, my mum's like, you've completely changed. Like, Because I feel like I'm trying to be someone that people want me to be. Like, when I came off the show, like, I completely toned down my Instagram and I completely toned down any a glamour aspect of me because I just couldn't be bothered, like, with getting, getting shit from people and getting people's opinions again because I've had it so much that I don't need it, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that in my life. What's hard though is if your job is really social media, then how do you avoid that? You don't, but I think for me now, the the lesson that I've learned now is, do you know what, I am gonna be loud and proud about my OnlyFans. Yeah. I wanna post a sexy picture of my ass. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking post it. Um, and I think that's what people- if you lose people, followers, you lose followers. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't realize. People probably listen to this, they'll be like, oh, she's confusing me because she's loud about it and she loves it, but then at the same time, but I think it's when you're trying to build yourself as a brand yeah. and you're trying to do things in your life that, be, like, social media is such a hard job. Like, it is. Um, you're trying to be liked by all these brands. There's brands that I want to work with, but there's brands that will not touch me with a barge pole because I am doing glamour. Okay. And that, well, I'm not doing glamour now, but I was doing glamour. And it's like, do you know what? I've learned now that I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do what I want. Exactly. Um, and then what's meant for me won't Welcome. won't like won't go past me. Do you know what I mean? But I think people always think like I feel like you should always stand up for what you want. I've always been really opinionated. I'm very confront yeah. confrontational. I'm like but at the same time, I feel bad. But every I've time lost I do that. It. But I feel bad every time I do it, and people are like, "Well, why do you feel bad if that's who you believe who you want?" It's like because, because it's just in me. Like yeah. I've been trained and I'm constantly probed. To always be like, well, you shouldn't have said, said that. that. Or you shouldn't have done this. Or why so, did you do that? Or you should have said that, that, but... Exactly. So you can also feel like, I want to be loud and proud on social media, but I do also have anxiety about yeah, it. Yeah, but this is what I mean. And clear. I think people will probably get really confused with that. But it's like, I can't... How am I going to move forward if everyone's so behind the times? Like, for me... People you need to are channel just that energy. Yeah, you need to lead everyone. I was gonna start a podcast about OnlyFans, and I thought, you know what? Do it. Will people listen? Who cares? You'll invite I will have different... one listener, two listeners, and invite then invite different it. creatives on that make music on it, their experience. Exactly. And I thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna start being loud and proud about it. But then at the same time, I want to do other things than OnlyFans. Okay. And that's just what I said to my mum because my mum was like, "Why did you shut it down?" Do -do -do -do. And yeah. I just said, "Cause." 
although I believe in all these things and I stand for them, yeah, like there's also other stuff that I want to do, and I don't want to burn myself out trying to do a million things. Do at once, that, yeah. um, but like I always say, to people like try and not judge people that have only fans whether they do sex work on it whether they do yeah. anything on it i was watching this morning yesterday and they had a dominatrix on it really? speaking about their dominatrix experience and i'm like would you have me on the show speaking about only fans probably not itv let's get it on do you let's understand what i mean i do um and that's the double standards that i face personally and i okay. think that's what people listening probably won't understand but that's why i've completely lost my confidence because it's like you get told one thing and then it's like, well, actually, it's the other thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, and my brain is just so confused with that. what direction to go in, what I should be doing, what I can and can't say, what people are going to like. And I'm like, do you know what? Before the show, I used to be so loud. I used to be, and I am still loud, but I used to be so confident. I couldn't give a shit about what anyone thought about me. And that's why I thought I would be fine going on my violin. I'm going to be completely, that's why I thought I'd be completely fine. Um, and then when you have the papers writing stuff that's the biggest load of shit and you've got journalists in your face and texting you and you wonder how they've got your number and you've mm. got, they've, they've got you, like, I'll be completely honest with everyone listening to this because this is, if you're going to go on Love Island, be prepared to have loads of money to shut down stuff that the papers write. Like, the amount of money I've spent on lawyers' fees really? getting journalists to not print stuff that they shouldn't be printing in the first place anyway. It's been thousands. Um, all that takes an account of your mental health. And I think people don't see that side of the show and they don't yeah. see that side of it. I, d I didn't hear any of the Islanders speak about having to do that. Um, and I think as much as people say, you know, you I signed up for that it, position, I did, and, I did. And, and, and it's kind of annoying when people say that because it's like, I signed up for it, but I didn't sign up for like this much abuse. Yeah. That doesn't warrant people like I think, um I think that's probably the hardest thing personally is that like I can take people's opinions. Like someone could stop me in the street, even outside the store and be like, oh, I don't like you've got an OnlyFans. And I would be like, well, I don't okay. really give a shit. That's your opinion. But to have like um the press, everyone else, mm -hmm. like I think it's a lot just to carry on your own. And like my family are an amazing support, like, but they didn't go through it. And like, even mm. my, me and my mum bicker, cause like my mum my says something, I'm like, but you don't understand because you, it it's wasn't your experience you. and it wasn't you. Like, yeah. and I said to my mum, like, when I came off the show, like my mum fixated a lot on, and I love my mum, but she was like reading the papers. And I said to mum, I said, we didn't read them before. Yeah. So don't read them now. Like Got there's it. no need to read them now. But then like even my friends would like send me a screenshot of it and I'm and then I had a go at them, but I'm like, I don't mean to shout at you guys, but Got it. like if I wanted to see it, I would, I would read it. it. Yeah. Like you probably think you're doing me the world of good doing that, but I woke up feeling shit this morning and now I feel even worse because you've yeah. just showed me that and I didn't need to see it. I mean, honestly, I think neg like the negative press is so hard to deal with. I find it hard to deal with. And oh, I got like awful. awful comments on my TikTok the other day. And I was it's like, hard. bloody hell, this is really hard. It's and hard. that was like maybe like 100 comments that were like, you're a bitch. Think about 100,000 comments. Exactly. And I think people don't remember that. And it's from every single angle. And it's every, everything you open. The, uh, you've got the papers writing about you. I had people on radio shows talking about me. I had everything. And a lot, do you know what? I, I need to actually say this because my experience was actually really positive. Like when okay. I came out with the villa, yeah. um, I had so much support from everyone. Like I'm really grateful. And yeah. I say it all the time. I think sometimes it actually worked out in my favor because I don't want to even smoke up my, blow smoke up my own arse. But there was people on that show for three weeks 
I've came up with a bigger platform and stuff like that than they have. Yeah. Um, and I do think it is the way that it went down, even though it was at the expense of me feeling how I how I felt and yeah. how I still feel now. Yeah. I think I'm really grateful, like the way that people took to me, because like it was really really nice. Like the amount of comments that I had that were lovely. Um, then obviously like on TikTok, every five minutes I get like, <laughs> even now, like I think I just posted like a little get ready with me and like, you'd be like, ah, you were on Love Island for two minutes. And I'm like, do you not think I know that? <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I can actually say you're one of the nicest people I've met. Me? G genuinely. Oh, okay, thank so you. <laughs> nice. From like the moment I messaged you, you've been like extraordinarily nice, I would thank say. You. Like really, really sweet. So I'm so grateful to have had you on. Thank you very but much. We have a closing <laughs> tradition. Okay. Hit me with it. Shannon Singh. Truth or dare? Okay, let's go for it. I'll have balls. Let's go for a dare. I want you to tweet. Do you have Twitter? I don't. Okay, on Instagram. Uh huh. I want you to put a story that you're gonna go on Love Island this summer. Should I? <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Will you actually? I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Do a, do do a do a story. Hey guys, I've got some big news to announce. Guess who's gonna be on Love Island this summer? And then that's like ambiguous. Shall I do Obviously, it? Shall I do it? Then you can delete it. Ben's gonna text me like, what the fuck? Yeah, Ben's are you gonna doing? be like, what are you doing? You can tell um, me And then everyone will see this podcast and know it's a dare anyway. Okay. Ready? Should I just speak it? Should I speak it? Speak it. Okay, I wasn't gonna post this because I don't know if I'm allowed. Um, but I'm gonna be on Love Island this year again, guys. So stay tuned. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Oh, I'd never do it again. Well, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you very much, darling. It's so much. Been great. Such a good time talking to you. Been great. I hope my earrings haven't annoyed anyone. No, they're perfect. You sure? For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you.